0: Introduction In the late summer, early fall of 1968, I was living in a suburb of Vancouver in Canada. I was the baby of the family with two brothers, one of whom I shared my bedroom with, and one sister. My father worked hard, and I rarely saw him, as I would be to bed by the time he got home from work. These were the times that seemed so much more structured than how they are today. It was in that same fall when my parents bought their first color television set with a push button that instantly turned the TV on. This would seem like a small thing in today's world. But this was very exciting, as we had always had a 20-inch black-and-white television that took several minutes to warm up before you got a picture. It's funny to think that we only had two television channels back then, and yet it still was a major event. I could finally watch the Batman TV show with Adam West and Hogan's heroes in color, something I had only heard about. It was really a hit for my father and older brothers, as they watched hockey and boxing quite regularly. And of course, they would have several arguments and I would just go out and play with my dog. It really seemed like a magical time for me and a lot of other children around in the 60s. It was so much easier for our parents to keep us sheltered from the crime and violence that was happening all around the world. I can honestly say that in 1968, when the Boston Strangler movie was the big film out, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated, and the Vietnam War was killing many, I was focused on Adam-12, I Dream of genie and Land of the Giants. So it's not too surprising that September 1968, when this story really begins, was quite a happy time. I was six years old and just starting grade one in school. I look back on it now after researching, realizing that a lot of the victims in this book were the same age or just a few years older than I was. When I first took on this story, I had absolutely no idea how much carnage this charming, good looking man named Rodney Alcala was responsible for. When it became clear to me just how many lives and families this man had destroyed, I changed all the chapter names I had originally to instead reflect the dates and names of the victims. I did this for two reasons. One was to honor the victims by using their names. It's very important to me that true crime writers such as myself use and promote the names of the victims far more than the current concentration on the names of the predators. The second reason was that there were so many victims in so many various locations. I thought that, to help keep it in order in your mind as you're reading, I would list the dates as well. At the time of publishing, the New York Police Department still has a website dedicated to finding the victims of Rodney Alcala. On the website, There are 215 photos of boys and girls who had their pictures taken by Alcala and the NYPD would like to identify all of them to make sure that they were not victimized as well.